You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. After failing to meet expectations in a big way this past season, the Flyers have seemingly handed over the baton to the 76ers Sunday night as they crushed any hope this city had left. Join the boys as we talk about who's worse, Nolan Patrick or Ben Simmons. Hey everybody, I'm your host with the most, Joe Gazarian, and I am uh, I'm slowly recovering from the Sixers' loss uh, Sunday. I just I didn't really have any hope after they blew the twenty was it twenty six point lead. I, I kind of figured like you know what, this is probably not going to end well. But tough look for the boys, man. Joel Embiid, goddamn, he's so good. I really hope we don't waste him. I really hope we get the right pieces around him and soon because he's not he's not due for a long lengthy career. He's got to be the championship window is now. Just like this Flyers team, championship window is now, and the Sixers might actually be closing a little bit, but. How are you guys doing? Yeah, I'm doing doing good. I think we're all having busy weeks here at work, but um, I'm out of Rennick. And like you said, Joe, I was reminded pretty quickly this past week why I do not watch the Sixers or basketball in general. Um, yeah, blowing that lead, just how like – I don't even – like I followed basketball growing up, and I just still have no idea how it's – like referees call the game. It is the most incredible thing I've ever watched in terms of what's a foul, what's not a foul. Yeah, uh, basketball is, I mean, the shift from basketball to hockey and vice versa is like tough uh, because one is, I mean, they're, they're usually in parallel seasons, right? So mm. when the Flyers get bounced or don't make the playoffs, we turn to the Sixers and vice versa, so... Um, I'm Mike Zawissa, and I don't know what was tougher, watching Ben Simmons pass up an easy dunk in the fourth quarter, or watching uh, Ben Simmons pass up an easy dunk while having a sinus infection. So, uh, I think one definitely tops the other, but also I want to note, Joe, I do not endorse that tagline from the beginning. That was not written by yours truly. It's a Joe Gazarian special right there. What was the tagline? What did I say? The who's worse. Oh, okay. Oh, that yeah, was that's... me. I wrote that. Oh, it was yeah, Matt. Matt, oh, Matt who wrote it. God. <laughs> Listen, I I endorse it. I'll take it. I'll roll with it. <laughs> I don't care. Um, before like, we're we're gonna do some, we have a little fun just before we really get into the pod. We're gonna talk about the Sixers for a little bit, just because you know we, we all watch. So we'll talk about the Sixers. We'll do a little as much we, as we do like a, a Flyers armchair GM. We'll do like a little Sixers talk, maybe a little Sixers armchair GM. See what Daryl Morey's got cooking. And then um, we'll, we'll get into some Flyers talk and some hockey talk right after. But uh, before we jump into it, Matt, you want to take us through a word from our sponsor, my friend? Yes, I do. So DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It is easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors and nearly limitless ways to get in on all the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Listen to this great offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you courtside with a chance to turn $1 into $100 in site credits. That's right. Pick any basketball team that is still in contention. 
that $1, and if the team wins, you will win $100 in site credits. Don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook also offers great odds and promotions on baseball, hockey, and so much more all week long. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Bet on the basketball team of your choice to win their next game, and if they do, you will claim $100 in free credits. That's promo code THPN for a limited time. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook must be older, 21 years or older, uh, in New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Wager paid out in site credits. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Matt, I'm proud of you because you stuck with it. Unlike just abandoning yeah, your know. chance at a shot or, or anything like that, you, you, you know, you stuck Unlike with it. Unlike abandoning your opportunity to dunk a wide open. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that real Clear quick. Dunk. Clear I dunk have in twenty. I'm going to be twenty seven in August. In all my years, I have never seen anything quite like that, where he is wide open at the basket, and Ben just he throws it throws it off the thigh. Who's guarded? I've never seen anything like it. He his confidence must have been so shaken that he just was was terrified. They need to get him to a sports psychologist. ASAP. I'm sure. They, first of all, if you're a major sports franchise, you should probably have one on retainer, um, just because that's a really great asset to have. But holy cow! Uh, let, let's hear your Sixers thoughts, boys, real quick. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but it is it is Philadelphia sports still. So I like Shaq's comment about how say? he seemingly would. I turned the game off right after. I was like, I cannot <laughs> listen to anybody. He pretty much insinuated if he was in the locker room, you would have knocked Ben Simmons out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, believe that. That does I sound like Shaq. I'm not endorsing like actual violence, but I do feel as though, like in today's in today's sports, there there really is, for the most part, like missing that, like I don't know that type of leadership where you kind of like, get in someone's face and not not in like a bad way. It's kind of meant to push you. I feel like we've coddled as a city, right? Like you look back to. Um, who was the other guy who forgot how to play Fultz. basketball? Fultz. Like he, he, we coddled him for how long, and then he goes off and like bad mouths us. Like same with Ben Simmons. Like we are trying to support him while he's m- making free throws. Like we're talking about a first overall pick on a max contract, who we are essentially like giving a participation trophy to for making a free throw while being like six eleven. Where it's called a charity almost, stripe. Where you can almost seemingly reach out and drop the, the ball in the net from the free throw line. It's crazy. I mean, he's statistically the worst free throw shooter having played 70-plus um, games in the offseason. He's worse than Shaq. Like, and you're insane. a point guard. That's and, doesn't even... And then, it's good company. Yeah. That's, Go uh, ahead, Mike. What, what are your thoughts? I, I think that... I mean, to kind of piggyback off what Matt said, I think it is funny, like... They kind of did, like, play tough with them. Uh, by they, I mean some of the Sixers uh, after the game. Like, Joel Embiid's comments were... Poignant. I mean, as, yeah. as about as pointed as you can get. I mean, that's... If there's ever a, a post-game press conference line that has, like, basically said, either move this guy or <laughs> get him to figure it out, I mean, that's that's it. 
Um, and then to, you know, add on Doc's comments too, which mm. I mean, Doc is he was his biggest defender, biggest defender, one of the greatest coaches in modern basketball history. Uh, probably will go down as one of the best coaches in basketball history. Like for him to to straight up say that he doesn't know if he's you know championship caliber, like that's I, I don't really know what you can say after that point. I mean, I when I was watching that game. I really thought that they had it after they finally caught, they finally brought it all the way back and they, I think what, they took like a four point lead. It was like their biggest lead of the night or something like that, four or six. And I was like, oh my God, like, I think that they got this because they were fighting. They were really battling. They wasn't pretty, but they're playing defense. Well, Trey Young was ice cold up until the final, whatever, two minutes where you just started draining threes. Yeah. Uh, they were battling, they were playing hard defense, they weren't getting shots to go, but they were getting timely ones. And I was like, oh man, like they're going to battle through this. This is going to be one of those games that you need to have over the course of a long playoff run. One that you, you know, you fight through. Your talent, you know, takes a backseat to the hard work. And it looked like they were going to, you know, be in the clear. And then <laughs> Ben just backed down. Like he just backed down. There's no other way to say it. And you could see, like, you could hear the energy in the building go out. Oh, you could see all the air the, went out of the building. When all the air. The you could see all the, the looks on the players' faces, like, on the Sixers. Joel... Do you uh, see the Joel ISO on like, him? He looks like he had, yeah. like, the thousand-yard stare after the fact. And then, like... And the worst part of it, for me, was watching the Hawks players after they came down and scored and, and Doc used the timeout after the, you know, the, the free throw. Uh, they were going back to their own, you know, sideline, like laughing and like joking around meanwhile the Sixers looked like they were spent and like that was it the, the Hawks knew that you know one team just backed down and it wasn't us so I mean that was that was tough to watch especially considering this team was near flawless for the majority of the year um we were the one seed but yeah one Not seed an accident Ben had a great year in the regular season looked you know pretty solid Joel MVP caliber season uh, they were getting contributions, and yeah, I mean that's just it's there's there's more reasons that that series was lost, but I mean I think that they really got to explore moving on from Ben Simmons and and kind of like going the way a lot of teams do with their stars, like all right, who do you think you need around you, or who do you think yeah. you can you can work with? Like I'll start off the armchair GM thing if you guys want. Like What's I mean, mean, my brother and I joke about it all the time, but. Steph Curry in Philly? <laughs> I mean, come It'd on. It would be amazing, but I don't know if you could pull. Uh, you know what? The, we do have Seth, so, like, you, you want to come with your brother. He and, he and Joel know. are great friends. Yeah. So, I don't know. That's not, that's, you know what? As far as armchair GM goes, that's that's a fantastic one to throw out there. I get a, I get a Steph Curry jersey immediately if he comes to Oh, 100%. If he comes to Philly. Yeah. What about, what about you, Matt? Give me, uh, give me, give me one. Dude, I don't know anything about basketball, but... My roommates had been talking like Damian Lillard would be an option. Yeah. They were discussing obviously a lot would have to be traded in return to get him. But they pretty much mentioned to me that like, which makes sense, like Ben Simmons scoring. <laughs> I think he had like four shot attempts or something like that across all the games yeah. in the fourth quarter. And he's scoring like four and six points and like, do or die situations on a max contract. Like you're seemingly saying you gave a max contract to a defensive specialist like that would be like paying the max to like a good defensive defenseman i feel like 
in the NHL and then you're trying to move them. Like, I don't really know outside of a team that might want to tank, like what you actually get for. There's a market for him because he, he's still a terrific passer. He's still a good playmaker. Um, If you surround him with shooters, you'd be okay. It's just ironic enough. It's like, it's, you can build a team around Ben and you can build a team around Joel the same way. You just can't build the team around them both together because Ben it does a really good job of passing. He's really great at driving the ball. He's one of the best in the, in the league at driving the lane, but he can't drive the lane if Embiid's in there. So Embiid is constantly creeping out to the three, which is fine because like when he takes it, he's a pretty good three-point shooter. Yeah, but with his size, I mean, you want him down in the block. You want him banging around down there because he is literally unstoppable. He's the closest thing to Shaq that has that we have had since. So you clog the lane. If he goes to another team where they've got really good perimeter players, he can just drive and just and and just be a facilitator. You can win with him. Um, Send Ben out to Golden State. Bring stuff back. Yeah, and it's not not impossible. <laughs> Clay Thompson, he's he's off there. You know, his second ACL injury. So, um, a, a name that I saw gotten kicked around, which I actually really like, but again, he's had some injury history. Victor Oladipo, I think, would be a really interesting look because he balls, man. He he has he's got that dog in him, as they all say. He's got the kind of Mamba mentality that you need, and he he's a He's lethal shooting. He, he's a fantastic guard. So, I don't know. We'll see. I saw that name kicked around. I saw Dame kicked around. I saw people want Kyle Lowry to come home. Him and his dump truck, which is fine. Bring him home. I don't care. He can he can be a pretty good point guard. But I definitely think um, it was funny. I was listening to Stephen A. a couple of days ago. And he, he's still plugged into Philadelphia because he, he, he loves bragging how he was at the Inquirer for like 17 years. But... Um, he was saying how like the city of Philadelphia will never forgive Ben Simmons for this, mm. which I actually think he might be right. I think there's a lot of people that would not forgive him. And then I heard him today on, on first take. Um, he said that a close source to Ben Simmons reached out to him and said that Ben just like all those videos and stuff, like all that stuff, he does not put in the work. Like we all see in the, in the off season now he's like shooting in the gym. He's putting up threes and everything. According to Stephen A's source per source, that's very close to Ben Simmons. He does not put in the work. He likes to be, you know, he he just has family around him and he likes to be babied per Stephen A's source. So we uh, we can't have that if that really is the case. I, I think it's pretty much time to move on. I don't see how you can bring him back. But anything else Sixers related before we move to some, some hockey? Uh, no, I mean, it's going to be an easy transition. We're still playing armchair GM. So, yeah, let's 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 move on to. Apparently the Flyers are in on Jack Eichel. I didn't know that. Um, I don't really see how it's going to work. I mean, would I love Jack Eichel? Yes. That's not really the issue. It's just trying to make the money work because you'd have, you know, Coots coming up his deal. We're paying Kevin Hayes a lot of money, and you'd have Eichel. You're going to have like thirty some million dollars tied up in in centers. Which, yeah, has a team ever done that? That much money in centers? Uh, I remember I Kane mean, Tam- and Taves were... Tampa's got to be close between Stamkos... Point. Point. Um, Johnson. Like, they, they're probably... Some combination of their centers probably makes it 
like twenty five million or something. Something like that. Because they also have like Kalorn as a wing slash center. He makes money. Uh, Kucherov. Yeah. Kuch- well, Kucherov's pure wing. So, I see what you're saying though. I mean, but for how many years though were the Penguins playing like paying like Stall, five and, guys, yeah. you know, eight plus, and we were always like, how do they manage to do that? Well, it's because they weren't paying the bad players, you know, premium dollar, which has changed in recent years. Now they've been a little more. Uh, you know, open with the pocketbooks for uh, for the checkbooks for for bad players. But yeah, I think the so this Eichel stuff all started back, I guess, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago at this point, when Elliot Friedman reported that the Flyers were one of the teams with enough assets to uh, to acquire him. Um, oh yeah, but we 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 technically have the assets to go and get anybody we want right now. So. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think it was more of like you know have the assets and. Are open, yeah. Um, and then today the discussion was reignited because Adam Herman uh, from Bleacher Report, he's a Rangers writer. He uh, he reported, or he he like threw out trade packages from each team allegedly interested in Eichel, and uh, he. Uh, Sorry, we just we just lost Matt. So yep, we just lost we're Matt. Gonna, we're we'll, gonna... we'll bring him back in whenever. Uh, maybe we heard the the, the last from from Matt. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll um, keep. Let's keep this train rolling. Yeah. What, what was the yeah, take yeah. from Bleacher Report? So sorry. Anyway, yeah. So it was it was a list of like teams. It was like the Ducks, the Rangers, basically all the teams that that have been linked. That have draft capital stuff. and have you know. Yes, and have been linked through either like insider yeah. reports or sources. Uh, anyway, so the his proposed deal was. Travis Konechny, Shane Gossespierre, Morgan Frost, and the 2021 number 13 pick. I mean, that's... For Jack easy, Eichel? That's yeah, nothing. Yeah, that's an easy deal for me. Like, I, I don't even think twice about that. Um, yeah, you do that in your sleep. There's no way yeah. that's the deal. Now, it says... Well, it says that's his proposed framework. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe Olin Patrick gets added to it. Maybe, you know, a couple sweeteners get thrown in, but... I, I think can't the thing lose with this, Nolan. I can't lose Nolan. I can't. shut up. <laughs> I think that I think the thing with any Eichel trade is like someone made a good point today on Twitter. They were like, no one really knows what the trade would look like because a trade this large for a player this young and this good doesn't hasn't happen. happened yeah. in. I mean, when was the last time? Lindros. Like maybe, maybe. And um, that, and just to give people an idea for our younger fans who don't remember that trade, the Flyers sent Peter Forsberg. Hextall, who else? A I bunch of other the, players and like fifteen million dollars in cash to Quebec. Yeah, yeah. Which was, I don't think you can even trade. do money anymore, can you? No, you can't you do that. Cannot do that. Uh, Ed Snyder popped out his checkbook and wrote a fifteen million dollar <laughs> check to to Quebec for for Eric Lindros. But I mean, in terms of in terms of the pieces, the value, and the cap, I mean, it, it all does kind of work out. So uh, as we got Matt back in here, Matt, I don't know if you heard any of that, but maybe can you Joe, hear us, buddy? Yeah, I can hear you guys. All right, cool. Okay. Are you still recording? Yes. All right, great. Okay. Perfect. All right, cool. So we, we might have salvaged right, this. Yeah we'll, yeah, we'll see. We'll see an edit. Here we go. Yeah. Um, Matt, I was we, we were talking about before we lost you how, I mean, that kind of center depth to have all that would be unbelievable to have Couturier, Eichel, Kevin Hayes is your third line center. Why not? Or, or just not run Kevin Hayes at center. Put him at like, wing? Some, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, that's, I that's part ask, of flexibility, too. Did he play much wing at all in, in New York? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think in college or at uh, or at or in Buffalo. But, I mean, 
I don't I don't see how a player with his shooting skill, his vision up the ice, and his like offensive instincts wouldn't just be able to set in easily with I'm I'm pulling up cap friendly real quick. Yeah, because I mean I think he makes the other thing too is like kind of similar to Giroux is when you have multiple centers on the line, you can always have them taking draws on their preferred side. It's not like it's yeah it's whoever's more comfortable being on the wing. And that's the the only thing that I worry about is like I would hundred percent be on board. Like I don't know what you guys are mentioning as the pieces. I heard you obviously mentioned like Lindros and how difficult it is to really gauge the value because it hasn't been done in so long. Is like I feel mm-hmm. like they would want a young center coming back. That's the only thing that worries me from our perspective is that we don't really have a center. Like Hazy has the no movement clause. Probably Do you has here. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to hear what the yeah? So the 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 talks all kicked off today because Adam Hermanman of the of Bleacher Report, he's a Rangers writer. He puts together like potential packages for each team that's been linked to Eichel. And for the Flyers, he said, uh, Konechny, Ghost, Morgan Frost, and the twenty thirteen or the twenty twenty one thirteen overall pick would be like the framework of the deal. So I mean, I'm fine with that. You know. Morgan Frost, you keep Patrick, maybe it works out. If not, trade him and recoup the asset that you basically lost for Frost. You could think of it that way. Um, or trade Patrick and just keep Frost. like Something like that. I mean, I think that that's definitely doable. I think you probably wind up, there's probably a couple sweeteners have to go in um, to it beyond that. But, yeah, I mean, the the only concern with Eichel is that, is that neck, the neck yeah. thing. And... If we can get any clarity on that at all, I feel like I, I don't know. I, I even even if like you lose Morgan Frost and Travis Konechny in a deal for Eichel, and you get Eichel at like seventy five percent of what he is now, you're still trading for like a seventy point player, right? So like, even if like I, I mean, is that worth losing Konechny for? Probably, right? I, I don't know. I think he also help the power play a ton. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's a more physical yeah. presence too. He's six two. Yeah. He's a, he's a beast. If you watch him play, like he does not get moved off the puck, and it's a different dynamic. And I I, I agree. Like I like Travis Konechny a lot, but we speak we've spoken about different dynamic. And like you mentioned, I'd be more than fine of replacing Morgan Fro- Morgan Frost with like Nolan Patrick in that deal. But it's almost kind of similar to the deal that you mentioned, Mike, in our group chat last night, which the probably Kachuk deal. Yeah, I think I really yeah. like that deal. Yeah. I think Joe did as well. I mean, I think I'm in on Maddie Kachuk more than I would be Eichel. So I mean, I'll, I'll let well, all if you could take it. If away. you could, so yeah. So uh, I I didn't see the Flyers in on Eichel uh, again. I'm all for it. If you can make the dollars work, do it. I mean that if, that immediately propels this team to Stanley Cup contender if if they were to go out and get Eichel. I mean at least deep like playoff contender. Yeah. I think I think if you make the move for Eichel you are I, I don't think you can take them from how bad they were this year and then but yeah there's Eichel and next year like they're a Stanley Cup. There's still issues but I do see what you're saying. Yeah, though. there's still issues in goal and on D that we need to correct before that's plausible. Yeah. But that's the only thing that scares me is that if you get Eichel, how much money can you have left to play for the defense? I, I don't know. So, Depends on who you lose to the expansion draft. Yeah, that there's, there's a lot like of like I said, go, a lot of balls in the air. Konechny, that cap just about equals out to Eichel. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But so, go ahead. You guys take it away with Maddie Kachuk. Yeah. So I did see Matt Kachuk is apparently there's rumors he might want out of Calgary, which would be 
I mean, shit, that Calgary might become the next Columbus, so the, the, the way things are going. Yeah. Um, everybody could just start be asking out. So Mike threw in our group chat a little teaser trade. I'm gonna, let me pull it up real quick. It was uh, Johnny Hockey, of course, coming home, uh, <laughs> Mark Giordano, and Matt Kachuk for uh, – it was – let me see. It was – was it Konechny, Jake, it was, Ghost? Yeah, it was uh, for Jake, JVR, Ghost, and a couple picks. So I would assume a first and probably a second. There was you got to throw in a you probably lose Konechny in that deal too, or something like that. You got to you got to lose a young young player or, or major prospect. So maybe swap deal. a pick for a Konechny. You're yeah, just that is all that is a fire wagon change. That is a whole that's a, team. That's a huge trade. Change. Huge trade. You don't see those I mean, anymore, and I love seeing no. them. I would be all in on that trade. If you could pull that off, I, I really like Mark Giordano. I think he's a, a very good defenseman. I think you pair him with Provorov. Oh, my God. That pair he's would got be... A, he's got at least two years left, I want to say, of yeah. solid hockey. And he would be... The perfect pair I mean, for... He, the for... perfect perfect pair for Provorov. Perfect mentor for Provorov of, like, how to, you know, extend your career beyond, you know, its, it's normal longevity. Like, Giordano put up... What did he put up, like... 77 points a couple years ago as like a 35 year old or something like wild. that like yeah yeah I, I mean and maddie kachuk is probably people people uh, sleep on the kachuk brothers i, I love his game be, man I they're love gonna be future game. faces of the league they're, he's, they're just he's a point so per nice. game winger who brings like obviously there's some antics that like you can probably get tired of if he's taking dumb penalties but that all comes mm-hmm. with the type of player you're getting and that's kind of what i read as to why there might be some a little bit of a rift there and that I don't know if it was management or it was the new coaching staff that were telling him to turn, like, tone down the antics, but that's what makes him such a good player is yeah. like when he's yeah. on the ice, you have D men, you have wingers trying to take runs at him getting out of position. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's shown to work. He's been a point per game player seemingly at, I mean, the only difference there is that obviously you're you're taking on a bigger cap hit, but if you're able to turn around the players that we're turning around, that that shouldn't be an issue. I mean, like the the thing with the style of play too, like it, it's kind of like the Scott Hartnell scale, right? When Scott mm-hmm. Hartnell's scoring twenty five to thirty five goals a season, you're fine with the antics; it's endearing. When he you know gets old and his production plummets, then it's old hat. With Kachuk though. Like, we didn't have Hartnell until he was, what, 27, 28? He was already in his prime, like, or nearing the end of it. Or, like, you know, the... the Tail end. end. Yeah, tail end of it. Whereas Matty Kachuk is 24, 25? How old is he? Like, he's got to be super young. He's in his prime. He's in his absolute Yeah, I mean, you're, you're getting him for, you know, you're going to get at least, at least five prime years, if not closer to eight, maybe. So, I think that that's... You know, and plus, the Flyers kind of need that. Like, I'm tired of watching the Flyers get into antics when there's no reason for them to be getting into the antics in the first place, or just not getting into them at all. Like, I I want to see a reason for it. And with Kachuk, you know, the reason is always I'm just trying to get onto the, the other team's skin. My reason for starting this is because this is my game. Like, yeah. I, the Flyers kind of need that element. 100%. There's there's something special when there's a player that can walk that line of yeah. like, asshole and just really effective. And he does it very well. Um, another player, is like Marshawn, same thing. He he walks a line pretty well for, for at least recently. I mean, 
I think he just, I mean, I, for Marshawn, he, in my opinion, he just walks right over the line and, like, <laughs> doesn't does. care. I think that's the difference with him. He just, they just keep letting him get away with it. But I see what you're saying. Another one, like Nazem Kadri, horrible walking the line. He's horrible awful walking, walking the line. line. Yeah. In the playoffs, but, specifically. I mean, Kachuk, Kachuk, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Imagine. Uh, he's he's lost more games in the playoffs than he, uh, as to sitting, I mean, as he has yeah. played, I think. That's Matt's favorite stat, I think. It's an insane stat. I think stat. I said it, like, eight times um, <laughs> I will say this. If, if you could pull off that trade, I would 1,000% do it. Uh, that is a gigantic culture shock, which I think this team desperately needs. Um, you bring Johnny home, I think he'd be really happy playing here. He's got the family and every, everybody be here. His best friend is goddamn Kevin Hayes, so there you go. Um, you know, Giordano, we already talked about it. Really great pairing for Provorov. Um, and, I mean, it's it's kind of good because, listen, if, if Giordano, you know, if – if all he's got left in the tank is like two years, guess what? You're free after that. You can go off and, and get somebody else and, and, and use that money elsewhere. Um, and Kachuk is, is in his prime, and he brings some passion and fire to to this team. If you could pull that trade off, man, he's one of those players that occasionally there, there's a couple around the league that you're like, man, he would really make sense for him to be in a flyer sweater, just like their game. He's one of them. Um, so. Plus, he gets under Drew, Drew Doughty's skin, which is like really funny. And so, the Flames are um, in – literally like a very similar position to us is that 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 team has had some success and then they've had some off years and there hasn't been consistency with that core so they're looking for a change and you have to find those teams and i mean i think that's and they hired that bald eagle muppet as the coach now (laughs) no one likes best case scenario for why the flames more than any team need a shake up i mean even over the flyers like Aren't the Flames removed, like two years removed, three years removed from a season where like three of their players had 100 point seasons or whatever? Yeah, and Johnny was they, 99 or something. Yeah, like, and what did they, they do? Off. What did they do with that season? Nothing. So like, I, there's it's really tough to come back from from that. The only team that's in recent years that's come back from like a historic season and then a historic like letdown is Tampa. Like Tampa mm. following up. Their just embarrassingly bad playoff after a historic season with the Stanley Cup is probably one of the most impressive things. And they're a prime uh, example, mentally. too, of like how, how to kind of build a team. There's no perfect science to it, right? Like each team is mm-hmm. slightly different. But the one common denominator is it's not a team f- entirely built through drafting. It's like yeah. to get over the hump, they, they made a move for a defenseman, right? They traded Drew in for... Um, Sergeyev. They traded, overpaid 100% on Blake Coleman and um, who's a, who's Barclay a, Goudreau. Yeah, Barclay Goudreau, but it, it just works for them. Like their defense, they have three good defensemen and then they kind they of... They had a huge deal for McDonough yeah, years yeah, ago. Huge knowing that, deal. Knowing that, they, that he would be a part of their Stanley Cup, you know, window. So Yeah, they have like the three, four really good really good pieces and they're they're currently playing like luke shen on yeah on their bottom pair i mean it, it just goes to show last year the hepagosian yeah Hepagosian. like you're you're looking at this team and as much as we all like especially myself like like to think oh yeah we're just gonna win it with the majority of the players we drafted like unfortunately like that's not how it works. It, it, yeah, it doesn't end up working out that way. You have to. You and then Pittsburgh's done a great job of this as well. The reason they've been able to stay relevant is they've been making deals, and some of them don't work out, obviously, and others do. Like the Joe Marino deal, like low risk, high reward, turned out great for them. Even, Justin Schultz, 
Remember yeah, him, Justin how good Schultz, he was for them? Jared McCann. You're talking about these, like, as we always talk about, it's funny, like, general managers, as much as fans like to think of fair, fair value and things like that, they make stupid decisions all the time. Yeah. And you have to, like, especially at this point where we are as Flyers, as the organization, like, what's the worst that happens? He makes a move and it doesn't work out and we're in the same exact spot we would have been anyway. Yeah. If we you know, did nothing, you have like, to be in, in all things, pretty much in any profession for the most part, any any whatever, you have to do what you're doing with a willingness to make a mistake, yeah. and a willingness to, to walk away and be like that didn't work out. But now I know, now you know now I'll be better for it. Or you know what? Hey, I took a chance with that and it really worked out. I mean, we can we can wrap this all the way back around. This might be a, a spot to end on. I don't know. You boys tell me. But Let's hear it. We can wrap this all the way back around to Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons goes into the lane with a clear lane for a dunk. Maybe he reads it as more pressure than he thinks. Maybe he's like, oh, man, you know, I've been really cold. I don't know if this is the time to do it. Let's say he takes the chance on the on the dunk or the layup. And he, worst case scenario, he misses it. And the crowd goes, ah, tough. Ah, whatever, tough. At least he took the shot. Best case scenario, he makes it. Even better, it makes it and an and one. You know, like... And he somehow makes it. Instead, he just... It's, yeah, yeah, right. Instead, he just did nothing. Yeah. And everyone's left wondering, okay, what would have happened if you had just taken the chance? And I, you know, I think we, I, I would love to see that from Chuck Fletcher. Sometimes you have to lose some trades to win other ones. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I don't there's, know. There's strategy to that. You know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. So, and, and, and you are making a choice by not making a choice. Yeah, and, and I'll say this: that the teams around us continue to get better. Our division continues to get better. I mean, the Rangers were we were wrapping it up here, but they hired Gerard Gallant. Goddamn, he's a good coach, and yep. that team's going to be ready to fucking go. So we cannot be complacent. We cannot be stagnant. Chuck, get on the phone, or I swear, you know what I'll need, by the way. Just, just this is going to just piss Mike off, just for fun. Uh, in this Calgary deal, I'm going to need Zach Ronaldo coming back the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw. Did you guys see him quote tweet the yes. thirteen years? Always, ago, always grateful. Yeah. Always grateful. Yeah. What happened um, to Ronaldo 2.0, Our boy. Bring me back, Rhino, man. I, I want Rhino. Tyrell. Tyrell. Tyrell Goldborn. Uh, the call up of the century. Hextall's biggest move as GM, and everyone's like, "This is going to turn the season around." Oh, he had that big hit in the one game. Huge hit that led to a goal like ten seconds later. That was but, funny. Yeah. That that was pretty much it. But yeah, I just wanted I wanted to say that I want Rhino just to just to get Mike going. So. For Mike, for Matt, for myself, Philadelphia, you know, we might have some tough times, but at least we're not Buffalo fans, right? All right. Take care, guys. We'll see you.